0: Build a list of buyers before even finding the deal. Ask them what they look for. How much spread do you look for as a flipper? How much cash on cash return do you look for as a buy and hold investor? Um, How many deals do you plan on doing a month? If I bring you a deal every month, will you fund it? Um, what price range do you look at? Um, there's numerous amount of questions you can ask, uh, no matter if it's for wholesaling a single family home or a storage facility. You're listening to the Taylor Coup Podcast. Join me as we do a deep
1: dive into my passions and learning lessons in entrepreneurship, real estate, business, sports, art, and so much more. I hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Taylor Coup Podcast. We are bringing back Danny Aguirre. You heard his story On the last episode, this one is all about action items. Welcome back to the show, Danny.
0: Thanks, Taylor. Thanks for having me on again. All right. So this
1: one, we are going to get granular. I, I know that towards the end of the podcast, we were just talking about the success that you've had with wholesaling and just the real estate empire that you're building and the future kid you're going to be building with Priscilla all exciting stuff but for this one i was wondering to like from start to finish of just getting to your first wholesale deal i mean i think i thought it was pretty incredible to be able to do that even just what within a month you meant you said Mm -hmm. i like from from start to finish like how could someone also be able to do that because of course there's work that's going to be done into it like time expectations skills that you need and just what what can i do to start so i guess like Aside from just educating yourself about wholesaling, right? what would that first
0: step be to get to that? Well, obviously there's education, so I won't even go through there, but that's always the, the thing. The thing of the reason why I got my first wholesale was also because I was already in real estate for a few years. I wasn't making a ton of money. I had an Airbnb. I had some commercial real estate, but I didn't have active income. So one thing I would like to address before we get into it is there's active income, there's passive income. Yeah. I own a ton of equity in real estate, commercial real estate in the Airbnb I had. The Airbnb was the only thing printing money for me at the time. That was giving me a good $3,000 to live off of every every month. Uh, that was really high, nice cash flowing property from our Airbnb. But that was the only thing bringing me cash with all the real estate, the commercial real estate. We don't take anything from it. It's basically equity sitting in in the ether where one day we sell it and we'll... We bought one for 390. We'll probably sell for 1.2. We'll split it up accordingly based on our partners, and I will take that cash. That's what you do with commercial real estate. That is called passive, I guess you can call it passive long term wealth. But today I was cash poor when I got started. And that's a lot of people probably listening to this. Or for me at the at the time, it's dance community people, people in in the dance world, like I I need money now money now is worth more than money tomorrow so yes we buy commercial real estate we buy these properties with the intention of long term wealth but still even though they're valuable and i love taking those deals down money today is worth more in my opinion so i got into wholesaling for that reason i was like dude i want to have more than just 3 grand a month how can i make 10 grand a month how can i make 20 grand a month i know there's people doing it besides having a tech job or some college degree cuz i don't have either so getting into wholesaling Obviously, first thing is educating and it helped me because I was able to have the conversation with sellers when I was cold calling. Um, But the first thing you need to do is you need to find the deal. Actually, I take that back. First thing you need to do is you need to find the buyer. If if I were to give you a 30-day timeline of what you need to do, you need to find a solid buyer. Call tons, advertise on Facebook, call people, vet them out, find buyers. Find people who are legitimately buying, not blowing smoke up your ass, own a good amount of properties, sold a ton of properties in the last few months, the last few years, and find those people, build a list of buyers before even finding the deal. Ask them what they look for. How much spread do you look for as a flipper? How much cash on cash return do you look for as a buy and hold investor? Um, How many deals do you plan on doing a month? If I bring you a deal every month, will you fund it? Um, What price range do you look at? Um, There's a numerous amount of questions you can ask, uh, no matter if it's for wholesaling a single family home or a storage facility. Find out that criteria. And finding the buyers, the first step of what I would do before finding the deal.
1: So I want to unpack that. Now, when it comes to finding buyers, then how would you position yourself to be somebody that isn't blowing smoke up a buyer's ass? Because if they're a buyer, I I can assume that There are plenty of wholesalers that are also trying to go and give them deals as well. Like, How do you build Mm -hmm. that trust? Is it just over time of just staying consistent and on top of it? Or Mm -hmm. are you saying something or asking different questions that could then build that trust?
0: And this is where I'm trying to learn um, as well, because there's been a lot of people, a lot of wholesalers that are new that I've been collaborating with and trying to teach them how to find buyers without exposing my buyers. So they don't have to use, they don't know who my buyers is, but I could teach them how to find buyers. Um, As a beginner, it's going to be tough having those conversations and being able to speak the lingo to people who are players. Um, But that's going to be for you to vet out. For me, it was, as I started, I already was in commercial real estate. I already had a few storage facilities and stuff on my belt. So I I knew I was talking credibility. Um, and I knew when someone was smoke, was smoking, was throwing, blowing smoke up was my ass. Was smoking
1: your ass? <laughs> smoking my ass. <laughs> 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 was blowing
0: smoke up my ass. Because um, they, I could ask questions like all day. How many mm-hmm. properties do you own? What LLCs do you put those properties in? Oh, what cash on cash return do you look for? What, um, I could ask them how much margins do you make on your flip? what was your first flip like and if they start stuttering like you know that they're not so, you know. so
1: it's really just how you carry yourself then it's like oh are you competent and do you know what you're talking about then
0: yeah but it, it's tough right it's a tough conversation to have because if i get on the phone with you and i cold call taylor because i pull a list off prop stream and i saw that taylor was a cash buyer I say hey taylor how's it going you can go hey danny uh going well hey taylor well i'm not gonna take too much of your time my name is danny i'm um, one of the owners that cashes more, and I was curious by chance. It um, Looks like you buy a lot of properties in this area. Are you an investor Are you a flipper? Um, what do you do? Oh yeah, yeah, I flip properties. Okay, yeah, it seems like you're doing a lot of 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 deals, a lot of movement here. Um, do, would you mind if I sent you deals? Uh, yeah, I w- you can send me deals. Obviously, like I can. Okay, well, cool. Well, I've been, I just put ten to fifteen thousand dollars in marketing in this market. I need to, I'm going to get properties in the next two weeks and I'm building my, my cash buyers list. So, um, what kind of, do you mind sharing me some details on what you look for? Let them talk. If they're very specific, if they're not, then you probably know how sophisticated they are. Mm -hmm. Um, but still you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. So then you ask them questions. How much, how much do you buy for, um, what mark, what areas do you not go into? Like, certain questions like that some people are like some big players can say oh i buy everything any price any deal send it to me they're very vague i I can't stand that but you that makes it harder to really really go in there and 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 vet them uh but Mm. sometimes they are a big player but there are play there are players in the market for instance one that buys a lot of deals for me is like danny i only buy value add properties forty thousand dollars um is what I like to buy at. Maybe 50, 60. It has to make this amount of cash on cash return. It has to make this. I'm like, dude, okay, perfect. And I had no issues the first time I wholesaled a property then. It was a quick close. He closed it in 15 days and we made cash in 15 days. So, I mean, it's a tough conversation to unpack. It's a tough conversation to unfold. But um, yeah, if I were to start, I get really good at finding buyers, building a solid buyer's list before finding the deal. Because after you find the deal, it's now just underwriting and making an offer that aligns with your buyer pool. And if it aligns and you can add a $10,000 fee on it, then you made $10,000 minimum and you just got your buyer a, a super good deal. You know, I'd love
1: that approach because if, if I were to start brand new, I would immediately think to try and talk to the sellers first and just trying to get really good at the sellers. But you also don't really know what you're looking for as well. And so if you're looking and f- talking to all these buyers, you're also building your own criteria of what you're looking out for and you're practicing the lingo with buyers at just a very low-risk low, uh, low risk environment so if, for the sake of sounding dumb. Because I feel like a buyer would be... A little bit more, what would it be I guess like you you could mess up in front of buyers easier than messing up in front of sellers. Then, but you, you mentioned something that I had to ask as a follow up question. Where you came into marketing? Now, if somebody was to market, would you recommend then to let's say open up that zero percent interest credit card to then put into a marketing budget?
0: I would. Uh, I would never tell somebody to make a financial decision that I did. Because I am very, there's no, there's no risk in my head. If you tell me, if you told me today, Danny, hold this grenade. I just pulled the pin and throw it. I'd probably throw it. Like I, I would do exactly as you asked, even though you pulled the pin and I have five seconds and you giving it to me when you pulled the pin, it probably has two more seconds on it. I would fucking throw it like, I would hold it and I would throw it like I am, I don't evaluate unless it's in real estate, I'll evaluate risk on a number standpoint. But as far as like, when it comes to my life, um, I just go all in. It's like either sink or swim.
1: But, but I think this is what's really important though. And I don't think you're necessarily, uh, influencing anybody to, Let's say, let's say get a zero percent interest interest rate credit card, but also at the same time, if somebody's going to be starting out to wholesale, they're competing with somebody like you. And if you don't invest in yourself, then you, it's going to be hard to keep up. Because like you have your marketing budget, right? And you're you're the one that's paying for the list. But if somebody's like, you know what, I want to do this with zero dollars, and I'm just going to fucker fucking brute force yeah. the hell out of this. Like there's no way they can compete with the speed in, in transaction that you could do,
0: right? Yeah, and you're not wrong. You do need uh, you do need startup capital to be able to get lists, buy a dialer, stuff like that. And I would say that's probably like anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars to start up, conservatively. Yeah, conservatively. And so, yeah, what I yeah, but if you don't want to take on all that risk, you can also just find somebody that's a big player and ask them to work for them for free. Work for them. Scrub yeah, work for them for free, scrub toilets and ask them for a finder's fee if you bring them deals. Because the same thing as a wholesale fee, essentially, um, maybe not as juicy. You don't get to control the amount of fee you get. that's negotiable between you and them. But until you understand, um, do that if you don't want the risk. For me, I just, I just went all in. I was just like, I got the AMX Blue Business card um and that one zero 0 interest for I want to say 14 months and I uh, charged everything on it. I asked for a credit limit increase of 25 and I just went all in.
1: How much do you need so. to to open up a uh Amex Blue Business and and I'm asking for a friend and by asking for a friend I'm asking for myself there because you. I wish I spoke to you earlier. I literally put $30,000 on like a 27% interest rate personal credit card starting out like i'm not joking you like starting out like three years ago or something like that just to get into like this place like i went full fucking risky like i didn't give a shit about holy
0: shit holy shit yeah i uh yeah i I didn't spend a dime on that card there's no annual (laughs) fee there's no annual fee you just gotta get approved
1: well you open up an I guess what I just open up an LLC and then have okay, a certain amount yeah. in, Starting,
0: in in the account. You didn't need anything in the account. Um, I just opened up an LLC that cost me like what fifty bucks. I know in state of Texas like three hundred, so I guess it cost me three hundred bucks. Uh, in Michigan it's fifty bucks to open up an LLC. Um, but yeah, in the state of Texas three hundred bucks got put it in the amex card they gave me twenty five thousand in credit limit and just use that zero Look interest yeah. for 14 months or so um so i mean there's multiple cards you can use but that was the one i i started off with
1: god i'm such an idiot Should have <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Anyways>. that's crazy <laughs>
1: dude I was, I was balls to the wall man i was risky um, but anyways, it's not about me. So I mean, it, I mean, is it as simple then? as just like you you talk to your buyers first, and and because we're just gonna be wrap, wrapping this up here pretty quick. So talk to the buyers first, build that buyers list, find a deal. You're already creating that criteria from that buyers list to get the deal, and then you get the deal, you give them the contract. Yeah,
0: find a deal. Um, by just cold calling, get really good at sales. Uh, Alex Hermosie is one of my favorite entrepreneurs. Hell yeah. And he's, he's a thousand percent right. If you can learn how to sell, you'll never go hungry. Um, So if you can hammer the phones and you can be okay with rejection and do that for hours and hours a day, you'll never go hungry. And so um, being able to ask someone if they're interested. And then if you're listening to this and you're, you want to do it, go for it. There's more to um, unfold. But if you get a deal, I don't care where in the US it is bring it to me and I'll help you close it. Um, And (laughs) dude, you're smart. Hell yeah. Fuck (laughs) yeah. 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 And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's the best way to learn is, is to go with somebody in my experience. I, I help a lot of people that way too, where I'll, I'll disposition or help them find buyers in a deal that they have and walk them through the process of like, Hey, this is what I do. Um, I'll put them on a three-way call and I'll, I'll call the seller and be like, Hey, Heard you spoke to my agent Taylor. Um, I know you guys talked about the property a little bit. Hey, will you catch me up to speed? Start telling me about the property. And then I'm like, hey, well, it sounds like you guys are in a pickle. You know, I would love to give you an offer. Here's kind of where I'm at. Um, my cash offer is gonna be at 32,464. They may bite back, they may negotiate, yada yada. No. Okay, well, look, I can increase that price, but I'm gonna have to get creative with it. Will you accept seller finance? Um, no, okay, well, sorry, I, I guess that doesn't work, but this isn't a deal for me. So, my next thing is, you know, we have this equity protection program where we can save you money, uh, we can get you the price close to what you want, a guarantee of X price, and then we'll novate it. That's a whole nother pitch. And then the last thing and last and last thing is like, okay, well, none of these options work for you. You know, I do have this last last option, it may be in more favor. Um, let's put this on market. Try getting the price that you want, and if that price doesn't work for you, if if we get no hits, then you could still take my offer if you need it. Um, but let's try putting this thing on market and see what goes from there, and we'll, we'll see if it works. So, in that essence, it's it's a it's, I just gave the most vague exp- expression of an offer, but um, or vague in- example of an offer, and uh, if you need help on that, I'm more than happy to help anyone in any way uh, kind of get their their feet wet with wholesaling.
1: Hell yeah. And if they want to reach out to you, how can they reach out to you?
0: The Instagram DM is usually the best way or um, yeah, most likely the Instagram DM. I'll
1: put that in the show notes. Danny, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it uh and shoot i mean that's a crazy offer to to help out somebody that's looking to try and get their first deal i uh, can't wait to hear my audience just reach out and just Dude, get shit it, done man fuck yeah if it
0: if it happens i'll be fucking nuts it'll have to be another story for another podcast but it's um yeah most of our deals make a minimum of ten thousand. if we if i get you on the deal we'll split it up 50 50 hell yeah man awesome well danny appreciate your time
1: thank you everyone for listening i will see y'all next week Thanks for listening to the Taylor Coo Podcast. If you gain any value out of this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you share this with your friends. Hopefully they can get the same value as well as you did. And also leave a comment on review on whatever podcasting platform that you're listening on. I appreciate your time. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you at the next episode.